the blast from our past network. Folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. Speaking of vocal cords, did you see that they, like, had this, like, intact mummy that they scanned him and were able to print a 3D printing of his, basically his esophagus, and thus from that uh, get their, like, the exact of how their vocal cords would be, and from that actually you hear what that person would have sounded like back then, like they, they know how to replicate their voice. It's like, man, that's just insane. Does he have a podcast now? Right. <laughs> the Dead Mummy Podcast. <laughs> Hello, this is Pharaoh King Man. I don't know. The Pharaoh King Man. Yep. That's, that's... the ancient Egypt. Was it Egypt? <laughs> I, th- I think so, right? <laughs> uh, what are you saying, Tess? Okay. <laughs> that's all right. We're, we're a little frazzled. We lost about five minutes of conversation due to some yeah. technical difficulties. But uh, <laughs> we'll try to replicate it a little bit. Um mm. Tess, real quick, uh, what is this podcast people are listening to? This is Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. (laughs) And this week we are reviewing Harley Quinn, Hot in the City, Volume 1, Trade Paperback. And this this was actually my suggestion because I saw Miss Harley's comic book at the library and I got that comic book and I loved it and I was just explaining to Corey in the lost uh, recorded air from five minutes ago. <laughs> the lost episode. <laughs> the lost episode. We have two lost episodes now. Dang it. Yeah. Uh, internet. Anyway, so I was explaining to Corey how issue zero of this book, and we're doing volume one, so it's zero through eight on this one. Issue zero really threw me off because it's a series of pages where Harley is talking to the comic book writers, and they're talking to her through a bubble. We don't see them. We just, we just. I was gonna say we hear them. We don't hear them yeah. either. We we read them. We know what they're saying, <laughs> and each page is a different way that a different artist portrays Harley. And it's pretty cool because then she, like, comments on it. She's like, ooh, I kind of like this one. Ooh, this one's funky. And she looks, like, drastically different each one. And they're really cool. But as a first-time comic book reader and this is my first graphic novel, I had a lot of questions. I was like, wait, is this the story? Like, is it issue by issue? What's going on? Yeah, I, and, and as a longtime comic book reader, I was not expecting that. So, like, I even in the first couple pages, because it starts normal, and then it's it's like a dream sequence is what this whole third you know a fourth wall breaking thing is and every page like like you said is a a different artist a different interpretation a different rendering essentially and even i was like what's what's going on here and then when i realized i was like oh this is this is pretty clever but it's it's it is a bit jarring and i could totally see if this was someone's very first experience they'd be like well this is odd because Mm -hmm. it was but once you start peeling away the layers it was really cool because you know i mean they had people from jim lee to sam keith to walt simonson doing page like 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 classic guys and and new guys and gals and you know it was just it ran the gamut of of high profile like dc artists all doing one full page and uh and the jokes i thought were kind of fun like because she would comment on this on the style and uh and i think it was like adam hughes his his page uh most of the page is just those rough blue sketches it's basically oh yeah <laughs> yeah like he's like filling the page in while we're we're talking to you know while she's going through it but then at the end there's like a full rendering of you know typical adam hughes you know beautiful but it's great because you know, she even makes a comment saying, oh, I, lo- I love this guy's art, but can he handle a monthly schedule? And then the writers were like, um, no, not really. <laughs> and it's true. He, Adam Hughes just can't. Like some artists we've talked about before, some artists' style, it just it is not conducive to a monthly monthly book. Right. So, But it was fun. What was your favorite artist that you saw in all that? I went through it like 12 times because I was like, Corey, you got to pick your favorite. And he like, he's like, my favorite is da da da. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pick my favorite. And I am, I even right before we were recording, I'm like, hang on, I got to pick my favorite. I can't pick my favorite. I love all of them. 
But if I had to pick my favorite, if I had to, like if, you know, Harley Quinn had a chainsaw to my neck, I would say um, the one, It's I think his name is Balthazar, and he's she's with the Teen Titans, and they're like super cartoony. They're like eating <laughs> yeah. cartoony cereal, and she's like, hey, guys. And she's got, I think she still has her like sledgehammer or whatever that is with her, but her eyes are like kind of blue, and I think it's just really fun. I just, I, like, I love how creative you can get with Harley. Like, she's just, she has a voice. And it's pretty, like, just destructive, you know, uh, girl, psycho, excuse me, psycho. Uh, but she's funny. She's funny. And mm-hmm. and all the murder, even though murder is bad in this comic, I was like, okay, this is kind of funny because it's, like, stupid silly at some points. Yeah, it's, it's – we'll, we'll get into it for sure, but I was I was a little bit shocked at how – violent uh, this comic actually is and like the, the level of gore that's in it now it's not like gory gore but it's more than i was ever expecting uh, but mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want to leave this issue zero just yet yeah uh, no, i do want yeah because there's so much like th- we could pr- we could honestly probably do a whole podcast just about this issue zero and like each of these artists and and whatnot and uh, and it's pretty cool, I would imagine, because you you really get like to see a bunch of different artists right out of the gate. You uh, test as like a as a new person that's kind of reading comics. It's a great way to see all these different artists. Um, I love that Bruce Tim uh, did a did a page, and he is the one that essentially created Harley Quinn. Uh, oh, because really? as you know, you, I, I think we talked about it before, but you know, she was created for the animated series, the Batman. Yes, and, yeah. So you didn't then, have a comic first, right? Right. Yeah. So she she That's was crazy. originally <laughs> made it, made just for that by uh, Bruce Tim. He Bruce Tim created the the art style of the Batman animated series, which you <laughs> know, it's such a, a unique art style. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's him. That's his art style. That's oh, Bruce dang. Tim's. Yeah. And uh, so it's cool that he actually got a page. It's cool that, like, Jim Lee got a page. And uh, But I, I got to say, I loved um, – I'm trying to find the actual name, but the one that's kind of, like, stylized to look like Mad Men. I'm trying to hold the – Oh, uh, yes, with the yeah. girl and the secretary in the office and yes. all the guys are, like, Googling her or yeah. oogling at her. <laughs> googling. Googling. Yeah. I can't say Googling. You know what I mean, but, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's the art style is so so cool, and I wish because they don't really put their name like right in the page. It's kind of like in the dialogue. So I'm quickly mm-hmm. scanning to see if I can see it, but I don't see it there. Um, the other page that I really liked was the Sam Keith one, but I am uh, I'm just a, a huge Sam Keith fan to begin with. I've always liked his artwork. Uh, his is the weird like sort of abstract one with the Joker that has like sort of tentacles or something. And, oh yeah, yeah, that one's weird and creepy. It kind of looks like Tim Burton esque a little bit yeah uh that's good good point uh sam keith i I would say if i hazard a a guess i would say that tim uh tim burton is probably a fan of sam keith and vice versa you know what i mean like it just Mm -hmm. it feels like that would be the case but um but yeah this is cool this issue zero is so freaking cool Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and then we jump into the story and we start meeting harley on her Harley. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I got to say, the, the person that actually, you know, does the art for this this whole thing, like the actual artist they sort of like land on, uh, is awesome. Uh, it's uh, Chad Harden. Uh, mm-hmm. what, I think Chad Harden's artwork is fantastic. I'm actually not particularly uh, – I haven't been exposed to his artwork before this, I don't believe. So it's fun for me to actually experience a, a new artist like this, and I really like his artwork. Um, but yeah. we do have to point out that it, this is written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, and uh, those are two huge names in the comic book industry. And I'm fairly certain that they're married. Um, not 100%, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that they are. Okay. Oh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, can you imagine, like, just having a life with somebody that also did comics? Would that be crazy? Like, would they compete? Like, well, I've done Batman. And they're like, well, I've done Iron Man. So, I don't know. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I guess I guess whatever keeps them uh, uh, happy and blissfully married, right? Just, yeah, stay married. Yay. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, we just jump right into Harley here and she's on her motorcycle with all of her stuff on her, the back of her motorcycle. No idea how that motorcycle is actually going forward. It's stacked so high. (laughs) Yeah. And she's got like this robotic half burned beaver that's, is kind of like her spirit guide. He doesn't really talk or move, but to her, he has thoughts. Like it's literally just a stuffed beaver and he's very much a part of the story and it's really adorable and he kind of gets like more and more beat up uh during the course of <laughs> of the of the trade but yeah mm-hmm. it's it's really cool and I actually i kind of like it because this the setup is is that somebody left like in their will or something they left a th- this um like block like this building that's on the corner of an intersection like on coney island it's like a four-story building and they basically left it to her we don't know though we haven't never found out in this who actually left it to her right it's still that's kind of a secret i believe i think they say it but it's like really quick and they don't make it like an important point they just are like must have glossed over it then um i'd have to look no that's okay it's to to this story it doesn't do anything like there's no there's nothing that'll come from it so it doesn't matter like maybe it'll happen later but in this trade paperback um we only she only deals with like the lawyer of the person that left her behind this this piece of property essentially it was some evil guy but i do have to before we go to the awesome apartment like complex which was a pretty cool thing i was like oh my god i would love that if i just magically had a whole like apartment complex with people who gave me rent and I had a whole entire flat to myself overlooking Coney Island, that would be great. Um, But I fell in love with Harley because there's this dog crossing the street with his owner being dragged while his owner's on the phone talking about it. And this dog just looks really sad. And there's these two panels where it cuts from the dog being sad and Harley being sad and the dog being sad and Harley being sad. And then Harley just takes it upon herself to like really injure possibly murdered the the dog owner and then takes the dog and the dog's like yeah i got a new family <laughs> and i was like yes i would totally do that like <laughs> if i if i were her i just love that she loves she's an animal lover and she stands up for them and and we do find out and i won't jump to that now but we do find out she is quite an animal lover and yeah. that makes me love her all the more <laughs> Yep. Yeah. No, she's a huge animal lover. And honestly, some of the the plot points of this entire uh, trade paperback are based on the fact of her, you know, uh, saving animals and and then uh, what to do with their droppings uh, after she saved them. (laughs) (laughs) We'll save that to the end because it's my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. It's it's pretty awesome. But um, Yeah. yeah, so like the so the main things here is that. I like the fact that she's she's not in Gotham. She's in New York, which right. is interesting. And I always find it a little uh, not weird, but since I didn't read a lot of DC stuff growing up as a kid, I kind of forget that New York still exists. We're like you know, mm. like the Marvel Universe, pretty much, or like the Marvel Earth is kind of the same as our Earth, yes. um, with all the same cities and stuff like that. And sure, there's mm-hmm. like Wakanda and in like wherever um, Doctor Doom is from, um, but it, it's it always seems like continentally and city wise they're the same. Whereas in the DC universe, you have Gotham, you know, which right. always felt like a combination between the worst parts of New York and Baltimore, and then Metropolis always seemed like the best parts of maybe New York and DC or something. And that's Metropolis. But it's always weird to me that like New York still exists and Metropolis still exists. And, uh, um, you know, Baltimore still exists and got Gotham. So it's, but it's nice for me as a, as a DC reader. I'm like, okay, cool. This is neat. It's, it's in New York. And, and I, I gotta say that really does help me engage because it's a real place you know i I know what it looks like and 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 for the fact that like every time someone draws metropolis or 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 gotham they kind of like don't have a reference point because it doesn't exist in real life so they kind of Mm -hmm. just draw it however they sort of want to and i feel like there's always differences and it's and that's cool to have that freedom but having it like having an artist actually have to draw things that are based in the real world here it's cool to see harley like actually in our essentially our world yeah yeah and this is post joker right 
Like, she's broken up with Joker. I believe he's, so. He's hardly... He's not even really in this. He's only in issue zero, I think. I, and, yeah. I gotta, I gotta say, the only thing I know of Harley Quinn is uh, the cartoon, the Batman animated series cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime she's ever popped up in the, you know, Arkham Asylum video games. And uh, the Suicide Squad movie, probably, essentially. So... Yeah. What I'm saying is I have not read ever any of her, like, standalone stuff in the DC universe. I've never read a single Harley Quinn comic book. So this is um, all new to me. Um, I I assume that this is uh, – is this Rebirth or is this New 52? I think this is Rebirth, right? I don't, I don't know. I actually don't know. Uh, but I love that she's, like – she's actually, like, a fairly new character then for the yeah. most part. Yeah, and no. Oh, okay, yeah. so this is – so this is technically New Fifty Two, which okay. um, which is the not the newest reboot, but the one prior to it. So <laughs> the <laughs> the old new reboot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> honestly that's the way to say it. It is the old new reboot. So I don't know if anything in this is even applicable anymore. Ah, but I that. See doesn't at all detract from the enjoyment of it you know yeah. like i don't think you need to you don't need to know uh, the the intro like the the super nitty-gritty of harley quinn i think all you really need to know in this is that yeah she used to be a villain with joker uh mm-hmm. joker was pretty abusive and uh and she's on her own now essentially and she's kind of an anti-hero she's not quite a hero yeah. but she's not a bad guy either i know she'll do some things and i'm like oh that oh <laughs> Ooh, girl. And then sometimes it's like, yes, get them. Yeah. <laughs> stuff, stuff that I'm doing in my head <laughs> like to people that are just mean. <laughs> she says it out loud, right? Like yeah, she, yeah. she's uh, she's like, what, full id? Is that, you know, like, is that what it yeah, is? Like she yeah. just, she full just... <laughs> instinct, full just goes with whatever she feels like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, just, you know, I'll just say it right at the top. I had a lot of fun with this comic book. Good. Good. It, the characters are cool. Like all the side characters are really cool. Um, you know, we get to see Poison Ivy, and yeah. uh, it's a lot more violent than I thought it was going to be. And <laughs> Can you handle it? Can you yeah, handle it? <laughs> it was really cool. Honestly, I would say, uh, you know, and I'm just trying to put it out at the top because I want us to just have fun and have a free willy nilly conversation. But um, the only time I was a little bit off put was when she does her crazy thing to to people who don't deserve it. And Yeah, uh, that turned me off big time. Yeah. Right? Like so like the, the so she gets a job working as a as a doctor because you know, she is a doctor at first before she became Harley Quinn. She's a mm-hmm. she's a therapist. Um and so she gets a job as a therapist and there's this one storyline where some old lady says, it, you know, she's upset that her family never visits her. Harley Quinn goes out of her way to basically f with this family, do all this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. it turns out that the family's actually they're nice. The mom, the grandmom has Alzheimer's. They're like, we visit her three times a week. Like, are <laughs> like, cause you think the whole time that the son's a jerk. And, and honestly, and if you find out like they're all good people and yeah. Harley Quinn was just sort of, she was sort of unleashed, um, you know, haphazardly. But yeah. my biggest problem was that with that little story arc, this was literally my only problem with the entire trade was that there was no repercussions to that. Right. But here's the thing, though. She has to stay a villain for in some aspects, because if she's only hurting bad guys, then she's a hero, (laughs) you know? So she has to have those moments where it's like, oh, yeah, ooh, we don't totally want to be like you. You're not totally that awesome. Ooh, you know, like pretty bad mess up there. Yeah, Yeah, it it was a bad mess up. And, you know, they did like say in a little sentence how they're coming in to visit their grandma more now you know even though you know it was already established that they were actually doing well to begin with but um but yeah other than that it takes you know uh the stuff that she the hijinks that she gets into i can get behind like after that one i can get behind pretty much everything else she does in this that was the the only time that i was like off put and did you say is that were you off put by that little story arc too yeah, I was like, oh, why couldn't the writer just make it where they're like, okay, okay, we'll visit her now. And I'm like, yeah, justice. But like, right. Harley's not about justice. She's she's doing the justice that only appeals to her. <laughs> you know? Don't. She's her own hero. <laughs> uh, honestly, that's, um, that is beautifully insightful. I think you are 
a hundred percent correct. She is just does her own justice. It's and it's and it's and because she's crazy, there's no rationale to it. Right. So we can hate her a lot for that, but then there's this shelter, and they're about to kill fifty puppies, kitties, and bunnies and birds, and everybody's outside, and they're like they're gonna they're protesting, and then she ends up going in and saving every single one of them, and I'm like, dang it, Harley, I love you. Love you a little bit more now. Mm. Yeah, that that was cool. I liked I liked that. And then she like because uh, that building that she was given has like retail floor on the bottom. Uh, then I think some uh, floor where people can live on that kind of actually live there. It's like a freak show that's kind of mm-hmm. there. So it's kind of like her people, you know. And she bonds pretty quickly uh, with them. But then there's like another floor that she just keeps all the animals, and it's literally <laughs> just piling up with with poop uh, <laughs> feces, uh, which you know she will do something with later. And then she has like the top floor that's all to herself. Um, so another storyline that's happening at the exact same time is that she is constantly being attacked by bounty hunters. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that story. Right? (laughs) And and it's constantly going from the very beginning, even from that first page where she's driving her motorcycle with her trash bag. You know, she dispatches one there. And it's great because she kills them all and everything. And, uh... (laughs) Every single one. And, and this is where Ivy comes in. And we see that, like, Ivy's very much, like, she's in love with her. So they, I mean, they just, they're the best of friends. But Ivy's, like, her mom in a way where she's like, okay, let me actually do grown-up stuff, research, figure this out so you don't die for no reason. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, did you want to tell how, <laughs> what happens? <laughs> I mean, once she said that, that it's coming from Harley's computer, I go, I went, oh, Harley's doing it. So doing it. <laughs> apparently Harley, every night when she would fall asleep, she would go to this bounty hunter website and basically put herself on it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so she can weed out the competition essentially. So whoever yeah. comes at her, she just kills them. And that's essentially, she's, I guess, thinking to herself one less super villain to sort of worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she keeps raising the bounty to like three million. <laughs> they so, should wait. What? <laughs> uh, imagine Poison Ivy's like shock when she finds this out. You know, yeah, she's like, "Oh, child, oh God." <laughs> I think the Mandalorian should come in. Here comes the Mandalorian. And it's a crossover. <laughs> yeah. What? Now, I put in Star Wars for you. That was for you, Corey. I appreciate that. I do appreciate that because <laughs> my mind instantly started thinking about it, but then. I was like, well, then she'd probably just kill him because this is yeah. her comic book. <laughs> You're like, I don't like this story. <laughs> Did you have any previous uh, experience with Harley and Poison Ivy together before this? I mean, you knew who they were individually, but you, did you have any experience with them together before this? Not together before this. No, this was really my like first real introduction to Harley. I just kind of knew who she was and what she was about. I think I saw Suicide Squad before this, and that's when I was really introduced to her. But Har- Harley and Ivy, no. I can't wait for that movie. Harley and Ivy. Seriously? Like, that's going to be bomb. Do I want to play Ivy. <laughs> do you think we'll see uh, an Ivy cameo in Birds of Prey? It, you know what? They have not alluded to it. I would think that they would have put it on the cover, you know, the whole, like, make a bigger deal out of it because they have Huntress and I can't remember the others, but they don't have Ivy. I think, I really think they would have made a big deal because Ivy's a big deal. Like, she's a big deal. Like, whoever the next Ivy is... Like, they better be freaking good and get ready for their own movie. They, they have to make another Poison Ivy movie, even though Uma Thurman, she, she is the OG. <laughs> Uma Thurman was the best thing to come out of that movie. Her as Poison Ivy was absolutely fantastic. I love Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy. Yeah, for sure. She was, yep. But do you, do you know Harley and Ivy that much? Um, not as much i mean they've done episodes together um on batman the animated series they be kind they kind of became oh. this this friendship duo thing um and and yet ivy's a little bit motherly to her but i do believe there's also a bit of a relationship there like yeah. like a sexual sexual relationship i think um i think they both are girlfriends occasionally and i i wouldn't be surprised and i kind of feel like it is in the rebirth i think it's pushed a little bit more to the forefront mm-hmm. um this might have been them just testing the waters or whatever but honestly it's it's this is probably the the most i've i've even dug into our harley at this point outside okay. of the the cartoon you know 
Um, my best friend, she let me borrow her Harley and Ivy comic book. Yes, my best friend has a Harley and com- <laughs> Harley and Ivy comic book. Um, she let me borrow it, and I it was just like really like it wasn't it, it was like fun, playful art. I think it's literally called Harley and Ivy, and it's um it's great. And that one where they really kind of dove into what their relationship is like, and it's still like that motherly child role, but they are like. I think they do kiss in that one, but it's like cute kiss, like I love you, Mwah, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, this one they really allude to it because, I mean, I don't want to be crude, but they, but Harley makes a joke that would reference, you know, that. And uh, I'm trying to keep this not explicit. <laughs> yeah, as PG as possible. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like dancing around. Um, just remember she had a pet beaver before. Okay, now, so... There are a <laughs> lot of beaver jokes in this. I was there like... It, it's so funny because I'm usually pretty good at picking up on those things. It took me about half of the <laughs> half of the comic to be like, oh, I see oh. what you're doing there. <laughs> Slide and let it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I hope... I mean, it's like... They're like the relationship that's just such a freaking tease, and I think everybody would be so happy about it. But, like, honestly, it would be a catastrophic uh, relationship. Like, they – for, 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 uh, for RV. For RV. For Ivy. RV. Hashtag RV. <laughs> yeah, right. That actually, Poison yeah. Harley. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, for Ivy, because I always feel like for Ivy, she's a bit more mature. And yeah. I feel like it's – for her, it's more of a sexual thing, you know, like maybe. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if having – like, I feel bad for, for Ivy. Like, I don't know if that's a good, healthy relationship for her, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, Ivy's got issues. <laughs> Sure, all Batman (laughs) villains have issues. Yeah, I do love Poison Ivy. I would love to read a Poison Ivy book, uh, a comic book. Holy cow, I would love to. I want to know more about her. Did you like her costume in this, uh, her new 52 version? Yeah, I even was like, can I get a Poison Ivy tattoo? Like, not that whole, it's like, she's basically tattooed from head to toe in like green vines, and it's very well done, very seductive looking, curves are in the right places, but I'm like, hmm, I wonder, (laughs) how can I subtly get a tattoo like that? Uh, But yes, I did, I did like, I, I didn't feel like they were sexualized in this one, I definitely felt like... I don't know. They felt like they were like, how old do you think? Okay. Actually, I, I do want to ask you this. How old do you think they are? How old do you think Harley is? Oh, like in like if that were if they were real, I would say honestly, because I know that she has a, a doctorate in her background, just oh, because of I, I know her, her doctor background, I would push her to be maybe like 32, possibly 31, okay. 32. And then I would put, I put Ivy at probably 35 or something. A little bit yeah. older is, is, was my sort of take on it. And, I would even bring Harley down in age a little bit, but knowing that she has she has to have that, you know, backstory of being in college and grad mm-hmm. school and all this kind of stuff because you know, she was a doctor when she met Joker in Arkham Asylum. So, yep. yeah, that that's my guess. Well, what about you? Did you where, where did you feel like they stood? Well, I was going to say like 23 or 4 for Harley and then Ivy I feel is like 10 years older but now that you say but okay immaturity wise yes but like now that you say that they're probably definitely closer in age because she did yeah she did go to school you're right but no but but that's your but you're not wrong though like Harley feels like a character that's like 23 24 years old and I mean and it's funny because like like I say that trying to illustrate that she seems young but yet you're would only be like four years older than that or five years older than that and you are like light times more mature than that i think it's it's mostly Mm -hmm. it's just because of her probably you know her craziness right like that's what keeps her maturity level like way down and i'm sure uh the joker probably facilitated a lot of that right Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah for sure (laughs) he made her feel dumb and stupid and worthless poor harley yeah yeah and there is actually a comic book with an older Harley. Did you know that? There's a whole comic book series about that. Yeah. So so that's kind of like a a, a thing that the either Marvel or DC likes to do. They they've done it before with like Wolverine and Punisher, mm. and essentially they just make them old and then see what happens in like you know 100 years or 50 years or whatever it is. But yes, mm-hmm. the Harley Quinn one, I think they go a Mad Max route with it essentially. She's like Tank Girl. She mm-hmm. reminds me of Tank Girl, you know? Yeah, like yeah, like Tank Girl and Furiosa type of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I would be down to read that anytime you want to. 
awesome. I may just go on a Harley kick. I don't know. <laughs> Dang, I got, I got no problems with it. Honestly, like I said, I, I'm, you know, sort of new to Harley. I mean, not really, but I'm new in the fact that I'm reading a, a comic of hers, you know, yeah. versus having her as a, a secondary character or as a foil to somebody or as an antagonist. You know, I've actually, mm-hmm. I've never seen Harley as a protagonist before. I mean, she was when she was a doctor, but um now yeah now she's certainly not <laughs> yeah, now she's crazy uh, yeah so one of the points that i want to get into because we're 30 minutes into it and we haven't even brought <laughs> it up but she does roller uh, derby in this yes and i do have to say i was a little bit disappointed at how small of a role that part was i thought this actually this whole story was going to be about roller derby and i was and that's not the comic's fault (laughs) i think that was just my own personal fault and i was super excited to like talk to you about it because i you know i listened to the this is rad podcast where you talk to those guys and you know you talk about you talked about your um your roller derby past all this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff and -hmm. i thought there'd be a lot of for us to talk about here but like it's really a small aspect of this story but she gets paid (laughs) oh yeah what (laughs) excuse me (laughs) Even I knew that wasn't right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I know I'll be a doctor and then I'll play roller derby and those will be my two sources of income. It'll be great. I'll be able to afford rent. Said no one ever. (laughs) Right. Right. And so, okay. So Tess, uh, on a scale, like, let's just start off like on a scale of one to 10. And obviously it can't be a 10 because you said they already got that wrong about getting, uh, (laughs) about, uh, uh, you know, getting paid. How accurate was this portrayal of roller derby? Okay, so that is a really great question, um, and I'll tell you what. So this, they did say that they play Renegade Roller Derby. I saw that, and you probably saw that and didn't think anything of it, but Renegade Roller Derby is an actual thing. So I play Roller Derby, which is Women's Flat Track Derby Association, WUFTA, and it's skater-owned, and we have rules and regulations, and we're trying to make it a sports sport where it's on ESPN. I think it's on ESPN3 by now, trying to get to the Olympics. They're taking it very seriously, you know, set of rules, codes, blah, blah, blah. Renegade Roller Derby is the exact opposite of that. It's an old style of roller derby um, that is completely for show. So she plays Renegade Roller Derby very much the style of just like you can pummel people. Like if you play Renegade Roller Derby, you're insane. It's like you can actually hurt people. It's it's a little crazy and people do it and it's not very good. I've tried to watch it and I can't watch it because honestly, I feel like so here I go. Um, honestly, I feel like the the real roller derby skater stars are the ones who play like the real sport itself and and go for it being an actual sport. The people that don't really and I'm just being super honest. It's just what it is. The people don't that don't really fit that category that don't will never like really really make it. They go into renegade roller derby because they want to be part of the show, and it's really hard to watch because it's terrible roller derby. But here in this comic book, it's excellent roller derby. They like had rule. They like kind of had rules, but they certainly had like they even encouraged Harley to beat other girls up to like smithereens until the point where she starts like smashing a girl with her sledgehammer. Then they stopped her, <laughs> but they still liked her. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a hundred percent accurate. It was definitely for like the show part. But I did really respect that they said, "Oh, let's go play renegade roller derby." I was okay. like, "Thank you. Okay, you can go go as you go as you'd like. You may proceed because this is not derby." Because <laughs> I was I was definitely uh, not shocked, but I was like, I, "I've seen roller derby, so I was like, oh, I know it's not that violent, but you're saying that it's actually accurate because it it is it can be that violent with renegade roller derby roller." with with <laughs> renegade roller derby yep. say that five times fast but um so it was kind of accurate in that regard and then i did notice you know she kind of g- did that panel or two of, of explaining the rules about the jammer and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff which i knew i i picked up on because i listened to that episode of this is rad so guys uh-huh. go check that out um uh it's i think it's yeah last week or two weeks ago something like that yeah, right i have yeah. it on my instagram and i have a little instagram story highlight and it says i put tests on the radio i'm trying to collect all the podcasts that i'm on <laughs> so i'm like <laughs> if you click on that you'll be able to find it there okay but. 
Okay, yeah. So go go check that out because it was a fun conversation, and uh, I, I feel like you're probably gonna get in more into the nitty gritties of stuff on that that conversation than than here. Yeah. But um, it was I really enjoyed the roller derby aspect. Again, I was a little bit uh, surprised and and disappointed that it wasn't in it more. But mm-hmm. that's again not the creator's fault it's more of my fault getting excited about that you know so i I don't want to like like have that be a negative um but but the the roller derby stuff was not very big in this and maybe it's maybe it picked up it gets picked up later more yeah you know like they do more with it maybe later but it wasn't like a huge story aspect of this i'm curious how they do it in birds of prey like i'm really curious what it's gonna be like i get honestly like i get really because I retired five years ago because I just played it for a long time and I was, my body was done. Um, but it was like, it, it it was, I played it around a time where everybody looked at roller derby girls and really sexualized us and made it like, it's a show, you know, and they didn't take it seriously as a sport. It wasn't until my final year or two where people were like, oh crap, this is real. There's rules and they have uniforms and they have real sponsors and they're traveling and they, you know, and they, you know, all these things. And, and so I get really sensitive when it comes to how people portray roller derby because I came from a time where I would go to a bar after a game and guys would slap my butt. But they would just and I'm like, excuse me. They're like, good game. And I'm like, I no, that's that's not okay. You know, and so I just want to make sure that it's I just hope that it's represented appropriately and and it's not over dramatized to the point where it's like, oh, we're gonna go backwards now. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I hope they do it justice in Birds of Prey. Like, that's <laughs> so important to me. <laughs> is there roller derby in Birds of Prey? I haven't. Yes. It, okay. And the, the stunt double, I actually skated with her. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see Birds of Prey. I think we'll, we'll talk offline of, of when we're going to re- review that or when it comes out and everything. Um, yeah. But I'm excited for it. But yeah, the uh, this stuff, like the roller derby stuff was a fun little, it wasn't even like the beast storyline it was like a c storyline in in this and it was fun and yeah my only real complaint is i wish we saw more of that but on the flip side of that i did not expect to enjoy cyborg as much Uh, as i I hoped you would bring him up i love cyborg i love the grandpa and granddaughter aspect of them yeah (laughs) it's such a and i'd never heard of him i don't know if they made him up for this i kind of feel like he probably existed before this and they just had fun with him i don't Mm. know um but uh uh, he's it's it's like Psy S Y not C Y it's it's because he's Jewish right yeah that, yeah so it, it's it's really funny um, and he's like he's got these like a cyborg cyborg uh, arm and a leg that when he was younger and more fit uh, you know fit his body more proportionally but now that he's like old and bent over and frail but yet he still has this full size robotic arm and a full size robotic leg it's it's very funny and it's it's there's a lot of gags there and everything um i will say that the whole time with with cyborg i thought there was going to be like a twist on it like i thought he was going to turn out to be bad or something so i was very happy when it just turned out to be a genuinely good relationship Mm-hmm. And he, she meets Cyborg at her job where she works with old, older people. Yeah. And the same place where she met the, the lady with Alzheimer's who said her family didn't visit. But that's where she she met Cyborg. Yeah, and, and the Cyborg thing sort of happened after that. So, like, mm-hmm. I was expecting, you know, that morbid twist that that previous little story arc had uh, with the lady with Alzheimer's and the family. I, I thought there was going to be a dark twist to it like there was there. But that was was like the only little story in the in the whole comic that had that little dark twist everything else Mm -hmm. was pretty straightforward yeah it was like a twist when you find out that she was the one posting her her own bounty but i'm not (laughs) gonna lie like if you haven't seen the the bad the quote-unquote bad guy by issue like four it's you know what I mean? Like, I already knew that there was going to be something about it that was different. And, of course, it was just Harley. But, anyways, so <laughs> Cyborg. I liked him a lot. What did you think of him? I love Cyborg. I thought it was so – I think it was so funny how he basically hired her to help him assassin the people who did him wrong in his life. So, they're, like, assassinating, like, old men on, on 
oxygen tubes and like they have no chance of fighting back and he's like do you remember in 1962 when you stole my lady from me and when i say lady i mean my car and then harley she's he's like i could have given my car to harley here and harley's like i could have had that car smash throw you out the window and i was like oh my god yeah oh man what are you doing <laughs> yeah because i mean he's he's also going after mostly the um the people that kind of like were the bad guys that he was fighting yeah. at the time but the thing is and yeah they do a little side mission to kind of like <laughs> get this one guy back that that kind of was like a he he that one guy didn't deserve what he got but yeah. all the other people were 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 like cold war super villains but the funny thing was they're all old now and they're like why they're like all like why do you care like we've been like basically living in in america they're all russian and they're yeah. like we've been living here for like 40 years we don't care the, the war's over we're just want to what eat hot dogs and, and relax <laughs> and then you know harley caves in a guy's head you know or, or yeah. something like that and uh, i mean they dispatch people pretty violently in this um but even like heads coming off and stuff but it, <laughs> it, it definitely doesn't it walks that line between being gory versus sort of funny and kind of comical yeah, yeah for sure yeah for sure for sure um yeah no that was great uh it actually in the harley quinn animated series on the dc app cyborg owns the building where her and ivy's lair is so he's in the animated show <laughs> okay so i'm i'm guessing that from this point maybe moving forward uh he's probably a more prevalent part of harley which i think is great i like her having this like old guy because it yeah. takes ev- there is nothing sexual there like he no, he no. doesn't even he never even makes a comment about it and i think after you know the joker where it's such a toxic you know sexual sort of relationship i think it's nice of for harley to have you know this completely platonic relationship with this like older you know male figure versus having a really crappy male figure in your life yeah and she's having fun too just and he's teaching her pointers and whatever and she's just doing her harley thing and uh that was a it was a sweet i think it was like three or it was almost half the book like they were really doing stuff i have to say though by issue like seven or eight i was like okay i'm starting to get enough that's enough of the gore holy moly how many people have you murdered (laughs) that's funny i can always have more more (laughs) gore (laughs) yep i mean i grew i grew up on mortal Kombat, so you can (laughs) you can give me more and more every time and i'll I'll enjoy it um (laughs) so there is a, a subplot that is going on during the course of this entire book and that this uh like this person that she befriended in the building it's he sort of becomes her her right hand man and it's also nice too because he doesn't really have any sexual desires for her either so it's i I feel like they're doing a lot of this on purpose to kind of kind of give give her a sexual break from being like just completely hit on by gross guys you know um but there is this subplot of this guy who's ne- he's like a he's like a circus sideshow type of guy, but he does say that he used to be an engineer, so he knows how to build stuff. And she has this him on this project, and it's like the last <laughs> issue or two. You find out what the project is and what he actually builds on the roof of the the building. Tess, can you tell us what it is he builds during the entire course of the the comic <laughs> series, the trade? So they really build it up. It's like this – he's like, hey, I need more money to build it. Hey, I need more money to finish it. And they have this big grand thing on the on the rooftop and everybody's gathered around and she's like, I don't know, drum roll, please. And then she reveals it's a catapult, a <laughs> giant catapult that will catapult the dog doo-doo across the city <laughs> i mean so keep in mind they have what 50 she has 50 dogs or something that's in yeah. that that's, and they're all kind of staying in um that one floor and in uh we we didn't mention it but like i think ivy kind of made grass and stuff grow on that floor in order to make it you know more hospitable for the animals but now she literally has not little individual bags but trash bags like hefty trash bags worth and we're full. talking like like 30 like 30 yeah. hefty trash bags full of just dog feces yes. and uh what does problem she, solved <laughs> what, what does she do with the catapult test and, and the dog she, feces 
she uh, she catapults it into the city. She's like, well, it's <laughs> off my building. So, and the first one hits the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, I mean, like a, <laughs> like a giant. I mean, they brown poop, like a bag of brown poop exploding <laughs> on the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, and then the next one's on a roller coaster at Coney Island. These poor innocent tourists. <laughs> yeah, she's like, am I going to single handedly ruin the tourist industry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. keeping that <laughs> up. <laughs> You're on a roll, girl. Yeah. But I just love how she's like, like, like again, it's justice in her eyes. She's, it's off my it's off my property, so somebody else's problem. Exactly. Exactly. And I think she even dispatches one of her, uh, you know, would-be bounty hunters, you know, that way. By fl- and, of course, like, he, he flies through the air, and then he hits, like, the propeller of a, of a biplane. And I laughed. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Why not? Sure. At this point, sure. Who cares? Grand finale. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like, and she did like sort of um, stop the whole bounty hunter thing. Like, she went and you know confronted them and stuff, and it was fun. It was fun from from T to B, top to bottom. Yeah. I had a good time with it. Um, we are going to review the Harley Quinn animated series, um, mm-hmm. but I want to know from you because I've actually heard from multiple people it's really good. But what what do you think of it? The animated series? Yeah, the new one that's on the, the DC app or whatever it is. Yeah, I didn't expect to, t- to love it so much. It was like, I <laughs> I was like just watching. I'm like, okay, a cartoon. Let's see. You know, is it going to melt my brain? Is it going to be easy to watch? All of a sudden, she just starts dropping F-bombs and like, oh. de- like beheads a guy. And I was like, oh. Oh, and then these characters are good. Her, her, she's trying to get into the League of Doom, the Legion of Doom. Okay, and so she's trying to just do terrible things to the city and trying to get her name out there. She's trying to be a famous bad guy. Like she's working really hard, and she's doing it the Harley way. But she's got, she's got Poison Ivy. We got Cyborg. Um, we've got all this this new cast of characters that not even John, my husband, he's ever met. He's like, oh no, these are new. Like, so it's it's really fun. The music's good. It's rock and roll, and it, like I get so excited for a new episode to come out. So I'm I, I want to review the entire series if you're down. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's is it not all at once like um, binging? Like it's it's they release them over time week by week, week, by mm-hmm. week. Yeah, yeah i think that's the i think that's going to be the new trend and I, i've said it on multiple podcasts but i think we'll see netflix uh, adopt that trend fairly soon um I, my biggest bet is uh mark my words i think stranger things season four will be weekly and not it should. Uh, yeah because like the mandalorian disney plus got like two months like you know what 14 weeks or not 14 what am i saying two like two months uh of of um of you know uh promotion yeah, yeah. Man, and, and yeah, you yeah. know but people getting like excited and everything mm-hmm. whereas if they just released it all at once they would have had this huge explosion like one weekend or one week but then it would have died off you know mm-hmm. so and in netflix you see that all the time so i'm glad that D- the dc app is doing it different i did not know i mean i've seen the clips and i think the animation looks amazing but mm-hmm. i did not know that it was just straight up mature like oh yeah it's it's like like rated r like, right yeah oh yeah wow. like i would never let a child watch this it's they have like sexual jokes i mean they're not there's no sex there's no but there's sex like, in it yeah right there's just jokes and it's 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 pretty funny Can they say the c word <laughs> oh wow wow it's like a running it's a running joke it's, it's kind of funny now that i'm thinking about it it's 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 silly it's all for comedic effect it's just like if you just want to come home and relax and not think about anything and just watch that that's the show <laughs> that's cool i am totally down to to watch that i'm infinitely more intrigued knowing that it's mature because i thought it was just <laughs> going to be more of like an all-age show which that's not bad because you no. can, i mean yeah. you know batman and a series was all ages and it had great episodes i mean there's so many good ones but uh dc has been doing some some strong like adult animation for a while i mean they've they've never really shied away from having people get killed in their animated movies you know like on screen and seeing them and you know i've always liked the dc animated stuff that they've put out so i'm happy that they're going in this direction with with harley so and the animation looks spectacular on that show yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. 
Yeah, but this comic book, if if you just want a rockin' good time comic book, I flip through this so fast. It's just it's just fun. It's it's a it's a great one, you know. If you really want an intro to Harley and just how her mind works and and just the fun people that she meets along the way, like this is this is the book to start with, honestly. I completely agree. I think it was totally enjoyable from beginning to end. Um, the animate the animation, <laughs> the artwork yeah. is is awesome. The writing is great i mean you know it's it's two juggernauts of the the writing industry um i don't say the same thing about the artist because i don't particularly know the artist i don't know how mm-hmm. prevalent they are before this but i really like his artwork though i think he's fantastic and if he's not already a big name i can see him becoming a big name and i think he has a lot of fun with it this the comic is fun from beginning to end i only had two minor gripes and that was just the the whole thing with that alzheimer's family and i just felt mm-hmm. like that was a little bit of a tonal thing like it was just yeah. it didn't feel like tonally correct um and uh and and i just wish i saw more of the roller derby honestly i because <laughs> we didn't even see enough to even sort of get invested in those characters either mm-hmm. that's true that's true we didn't yeah that's true. I mean, I don't know how much more they could have done. They could have made it because it's just like Harley's just she's just like, ooh, shiny, ooh, shiny, ooh, shiny. Like you can't have Harley doing one thing for too long because right. she'll get bored or and kill something. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, yes. Yeah. You say that and I think you're 100 percent correct. And it's kind of like silly me for for thinking that uh no. that that the whole like because I, th- I thought going in that like we were going to see like almost like a sports movie in comic book form with it like ending with like the big match or something but uh-huh. you're a hundred and a million percent correct that just would not fit harley's ability to to maintain like a cohesive thought for that long <laughs> i can't focus <laughs> yeah i don't think she could focus to play like a full season of of some kind of league centered you know she's her own force of nature you know mm-hmm. like i don't mm-hmm. see her being a team player by any means yeah hop on the train or get off because she's this train's moving <laughs> it's, and it ain't stopping for nobody i love it but, i love it but that but like those gripes like are not a problem once you wrap your head around the fact that that's not what this book is you know what i mean like like okay that's like i said that was my fault going in assuming that so but that's not what this book's about so it really i don't have that much to complain about it i thought it was so much fun from beginning to end it was a lot of fun the artwork is amazing and they did you look through like the covers in the back all the different artwork in the back yeah, I want to post a couple of those. Those are actually like, I loved every single piece of artwork in here. It was like just truly like, it was the whole thing was an art art piece. Like it was great. It was fun. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I did too. I really yeah. did too. I don't even know what else to say. There's so much. There's, yeah, there's so much in it. And uh, I, there's a million things we could talk about. But yeah, if you guys haven't read it, just, you know, go grab it. This one's, yeah. this one's a fun one. And it doesn't matter if it was rebooted and, you know, the mm-hmm. rebirth is different. Okay, whatever. It's still a fun Harley story and the artwork is still fantastic. That'll, that'll never change. That'll always, it'll always have awesome artwork. And, you know, hey, it's a visual medium. That's pretty much 90% of the battle right there <laughs> yeah and i got this one at the library so check out the library and, and we but we watched excuse me we read it on hoopla um the the app that we keep talking about that we're not sponsored by but we highly suggest <laughs> it's free comics and it's funny because people are like i don't want to get into comics because i don't want to buy a comic da, da, da. i'm like no nah, dude there are it's a book like you can get it for free like you can rent it from a library yeah. like there are ways you know yeah no if, if you ever want to try comics out and like you're totally new to the comic book like industry yeah you can go to your library library will have some comics at the very least they'll probably have like watchmen or something like you know like some of the bigger things um but uh, now libraries have all these little apps and these that you can read them on your tablet and all like you said all you needed was a was your la county you know library card or whatever Mm -hmm. to to sign up for it so i don't know if if hoopla because i know when you boot up hoopla it says burbank county library so i don't oh that's for me because it's under my account oh okay thanks for giving away the city that i live in Corey. (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) um because i thought it was maybe put out by them but okay it's like if you signed up under montgomery county public libraries it would be Montgomery. Uh it would say it okay gotcha gotcha. yeah now you know where Corey lives (laughs) (laughs) Uh that's where i grew up Uh, oh (laughs) i kept it a secret for me (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I'm in. Uh, I'm in. I'm in Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> Eugene, Eugene, Oregon. So no, I'm pretty easy to pick out here. I'm the only roller girl. I probably skate around like once a week, and people still give me looks like, "Why are you on roller skates?" Mm, that's so '90s. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, guess what? The 90s are cool now, so who cares? That's right. <laughs> Ooh, I know. Yeah. There's some fashion that I'm like, can we not bring that back, please? Oof. Like, it needs to stay in the 90s. <laughs> I know. I know. Because, I mean, like, the 80s came back hard, like, in the last two years. And mm-hmm. they're still, like, doing their 80s thing. Everyone's still enjoying the 80s. But you know that the 90s uh, are coming back soon. And let me tell you, grunge was not a good look for anybody. <laughs> um, excuse Excuse me, grunge is my favorite look. I still dress like that. <laughs> oh man, I don't know those Janko jeans and whatnot. Oh, not those, she's... not yeah. those. No, I'm not that guy. I'm like Nirvana-ish. Okay. If like on a grungy day, like when it's raining, I'm very Nirvana-ish, like yeah. Seattle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, this was fun. I really, really yeah. enjoyed this one, and uh, I don't know if there's anything we left behind. I, I feel like there was still Mm-mm. so much to talk about, but I, I just loved it it was so much fun yeah go read this book guys yeah. do it do it yeah definitely <laughs> definitely do it um yeah. what and but we are let's see so this was still an origin issue because this is still january so this oh. is technically an an origin story so we're yeah this is, is this our last yeah. week in january do we still have another one yeah shoot is it no, we have one more. Okay, all right. Because I have one more payday in January. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You're like, ah. That's how anyone sort of tells their their time. So yeah, but I can't remember what we're doing next week. I so know. yay, we have a we made you guys. We made an Excel spreadsheet now with all of our. We have some really fun guests coming up on this show. People from other podcasts. We're we have them pick out a comic book. Um, we're booked basically all the way through February and March with guests and yeah. ones that and guess who's going to be a guest on the show on Corey's birthday because he's not going to record john my husband <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> as we refer internally as john babe because john babe. uh um we all refer to each other as babes uh it's like our, our fun little pet name uh for ourselves <laughs> uh, between the four of us and uh yeah. but because we have adam's brother john spees from um the blast from our past podcast uh we we now have to just refer to john as john babe John, so, babe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, good so good times, good. and I'm I'm excited to listen to that episode. But I am also super excited to just take a week off. I probably won't release any Cartwright or anything that week, and just you know, that's all I want for my birthday. I I yeah. just want to not have to edit. That's all yeah. I want to do. <laughs> Don't even put your headphones on, buddy. Oh James. gosh, that's that's all that's all I want. I I'm I think I have to wake up at four in the morning to uh, uh tomorrow. I may just finish um editing an episode that i was working on so it's uh yeah it's good times yeah uh tess um we were kind of waiting to announce it i think in february but every other podcast in our network has sort of already (laughs) announced it so we might as well announce it now but yeah we we are officially a part of the blast from our past network that's right we are the first comic book uh, podcast within the network and i'm the first girl within the network yeah it's it's definitely a breath of fresh air i should say (laughs) Um, yes because i'm wearing deodorant and you're the only one (laughs) oh but uh yeah it's 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 fun um you guys obviously probably know you know my other podcast uh podcast after dark and whatnot they they were a part of it it was an easy transition um uh to to bring us in and whatnot and but we wanted to make sure that we were a good fit just because i have other podcasts on that network it wasn't you know a a given we wanted to make sure that you know tess and i felt comfortable taking this podcast over there and i think it i think it'll be fun i think it'll be a good fit and um you know if you guys ever want to check out the other podcasts on the network you can just get every link every uh show link and everything just go to bfopnetwork.com uh you'll see ocd 
right there, the the very first one on there. And um, you can go check out Blast from Our Past, Friday Five, uh, Cartwright, Podcast After Dark, and uh, each of them have their own pages. And then you can, you know, if you use Podbean or Stitcher, you can just go directly to that link. So at this point, if you ever need to grab any links or whatever, just go to the BFOPnetwork.com and you'll you'll find everything. But our, you know, our email, our, our website is still up and all that kind of stuff. It's just now there's like a, a big collection of it. So... Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Tess, where can we find you online besides the BFOP network? <laughs> you can find little old me on Instagram at Tess Yanos. That's T E S L A N O S. Well, you'll find pictures of me skating and my bunny. So, mm-hmm. if you're down for that, that's all there. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> it is mostly her skating and the bunny. <laughs> yep, and the bunny. All right, Corey, where can we find you, pal? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm always on Instagram at Corey Nation. And uh, yeah, you know, I plugged all those other podcasts. So just just go to the BFOPnetwork.com and, and look, see whatever tickles your fancy. And then go check that out. Uh, we should note that we... Uh, uh, us and Friday Five are the only uh, non-cussing podcasts, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> like the other ones have have adult words uh, and whatnot. I assume most adult of our, words. <laughs> most of our listeners are probably adults. But if there's any kids out there, eh, you probably don't need to listen to uh, podcasting after dark. Yeah, <laughs> don't just don't. Yeah, be be eighteen or older to listen to podcasting yeah. after dark. <laughs> I can get a little raunchy on that one. <laughs> so, but uh, oh, we'll man. see. We'll see you guys next week with another origin story are are we i know (laughs) right i think we're doing something else i don't know but we'll be here we'll figure it out (laughs) thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of ongoing comic book discussion podcast i'm tess and i'm Corey. woohoo and we'll see you guys next time This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.